You're listening to Beyond Her Grind, the podcast that gets at the root of what motivates women of color to want more in their careers. I'm your host, Esther Leonard, a career development professional, aspiring entrepreneur, and fellow grinder. Stay updated with weekly episodes by subscribing to this podcast, and be sure to follow me on Instagram at Beyond Her Grind. And check out my website at beyondhergrind.com. Let's get to the root of it. Today I am joined with Kimmy Ashani, and I am so excited to have her on this podcast episode. I actually met Kimmy a few years ago. I'll let you introduce yourself, but she is the founder and CEO, uh, lead sweat coach of Afrobeat Fit. And I attended a few of her sweat sessions at the Reggie Lewis Center, actually, the Reggie Lewis Center in the Boston area. And it was fun. I got a good sweat in. It was great exercise. And I really wanted her to be a part of this podcast to talk about her journey and a little bit about the importance of fitness and I'm coming from more of a grind perspective, career perspective. How do we kind of create balance uh, both fitness and then do it in a fun way? So I'm so happy that you're here today. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Should I just jump in and introduce myself? <laughs> yes. So first question is, who are you? <laughs> well, Tell me a little bit about yourself. <laughs> well, you already did a great job. So as Esther said, my name is Kemi Ashani, and I'm the owner and founder of Afrobeat Fit. I also wear a few other hats <laughs> as a choreographer and a sweat coach as well. And in regards to who am I, that's such a robust, it's such a, a big question. But I guess for me, I am, I'm Kemi. I'm Kemi Ashani. I am multidimensional. I am always evolving. I'm always learning about myself each day. I am constantly, you know, processing through how I show up each day. I am connecting deeper with myself to then connect better with my roots. I am deserving <laughs> of the life that I've always desired. That's who I am right now. That's how I'm going to answer that question. But I guess to get to the, the tactiles, I was born and raised in Providence, Rhode Island. I am still here now temporarily. I've all my life, I've kind of encountered entrepreneurialism as well as education. So with Afrobeat Fit, I always say that it's basically a convergence of the two. I do have a special love for uh, diversity, culture, and history. And Afrobeat Fit is, it kind of exemplifies that as well. So on a day-to-day, -day, I literally just enjoy, you know, my love of dance, my love of culture, and my love of kind of building that bridge uh, for people to access my culture. And that is in a concrete expression of who I am. I love this. <laughs> I really like this sort of mindful answer to who you are. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I love asking this question whenever I have guests because I think it's important for people to share how they identify in terms of how they, they see, them, see themselves and describe themselves. 
I'm glad you brought up this idea of culture. This podcast is geared towards predominantly, well, it's geared towards women of color. I have a, a wide range of listeners. And I love to ask the question of how your background, your culture and identity shaped you, right? Mm -hmm. And how that even shaped what you're doing, mm -hmm. this business or organization that you have, Afrobeat Fit. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Sure. So I will start from a different place than I normally do. And I'll start from my name. So um, as you introduced and as I, you know, uh, roam the world, I am Kemi Ashani. That is not my real name. My last name is Omishare, but the name Ashani was actually given to me by my grandmother, who is Nigerian. So I'm half Nigerian, half Liberian. And so for me, as I've gotten to this work on a deeper level with being an entrepreneur, doing self-work for myself, I had to do some self-work as to like who I am and who, like who am I. And so in that journey, I altered my name to then alter how I show up. And so for me with my business, which, you know, I started in 2015, every year is different. Every year I'm getting different. Every year I'm changing. Like it's so dynamic, like nothing's ever the same. So as I've tapped in in the midst of COVID-19, it really felt that I needed to do it on a deeper level. So it became kind of like a journey of me, yes, studying the art, studying the dance, studying the culture, studying the history, but studying myself. And so it started with my grandmother and how she saw me. And so I was able to connect with family members and learn more about the name. And so the name is an Oriki, which is kind of like a prayer or a manifestation that in the Yoruba culture, they speak over your life. And so with the name Ashani specifically, they give it to the women that are born in a certain part of Nigeria, right? And with Ashani, it exemplifies somebody that's picked or chosen or selected to have it all. And so yeah. for me, as I've moved forth in my entrepreneurial journey and in my journey of Kemi and my journey of how I you know, want to present and how I want people to kind of digest who I am, my culture and my business. It started with that. It started with me really tapping into how my ancestors saw me. Wow. That is really deep. I really, really appreciate how not only connected your name is with how you show up and what you do, but I can really sense the appreciation and respect you have, mm. right, for the culture. And I think that helps with your business, mm -hmm. right? I always, like I said, I like asking this question sure. because I think it's always important to remember who you are. Oh, that part, yes. <laughs> remember who you are, right? And that's really, in career development, we always talk about that aspect of your values, your personality, your experiences, because your family, your culture, your history shapes you. And, you know, it shapes the, it, the work you do. Right. So thank you for sharing. I really appreciate that. No, you're welcome. And I want to add on to what you said, because I've been on this journey of remembering who I am and forgetting about who they told me I needed to be or who I should be. Mm. So it's literally snapping my fingers. Yeah, it's been like a reprogramming <laughs> and it's like, it's not easy. Mm -hmm. Every day is a journey. Like there are times that you fail or that I failed, you know, so I agree wholeheartedly. Like I've 
I'm really grounding myself and remembering who I am, but most particularly reprogramming to forget who I've been conditioned to be as well. Mm. Yeah, thank you for sharing. I can dwell on this. We have more questions. <laughs> right. <laughs> I love stuff like this. It's so real, right? <laughs> like, Every day we right. can all just talk about this forever and ever. <laughs> um, so tell me about Afrobeat Fit. What is Afrobeat Fit? And how did you get started? Share some information about the organization. How did it get started? What's its story? Okay, sure. So Afrobeat Fit hosts inclusive dance, fitness, and wellness experiences where music and movement derive from Africa. The way we got started was a few years ago, I say 2015, 2016, and I often joke that it was an idea scribbled on a piece of notebook paper. That's how it starts. (laughs) Literally, literally. (laughs) And so I wrote that down in a notebook in 2012 or 2013 when I lived in Atlanta. And I was living out there dancing professionally, kind of like on an industry level. I wanted to like get my foot in the door for like backup dancing and choreographing for like artists and, you know, artists in the industry. And so when God placed that on my heart, I didn't really have the resource to do it in that moment because I was taking on other projects and my typecast was more so like hip hop, hip hop focused at the time. And so I was like, you know what, God, you gave me this now, but I'm going to have an opportunity to do it at some point in time. You just let me know. (laughs) So then uh, many moons later, I moved back home due to a series of unfortunate events, which was just redirection. And um, it was at a time I was literally working on a thousand and two projects for everybody else, including stuff for myself. And late at night when I was creating, I just felt like spirit was telling me that it's time to stop working on everything else for everybody else and to focus on one thing and the focus mm. is afrobeat fit and so when i wow. yeah, when i got that message i was like oh my god so that means and so like i've struggled with like people pleasing and like over committing myself and things like that in the past and so when i got that message you know i kind of felt like i had the wind knocked out of me because i'm like okay that means i have to stop working with xyz At the time, I just finished like a project, like a whole video. It was a group of us. We got a whole thing done. So I was like, wow, I'm going to let all these people down. That was my first, that was my first thought. Like, I'm going to have to let all these people down. But what I didn't realize was that was the best thing I could have done for myself. So from that point, my laser focus was Afrobeat fit and bringing it to life in the simplest capacity. And so at the time as well, I needed to get back to dance. So I like, you know, before I was a dancer, like dancer, dancer, industry dancer, and then I moved back home. So like I wasn't dancing Mm -hmm. as much. Again, I was wasting my time doing everything else for everybody else. So like I really saw the driving force was me creating space for myself. So I looked at it as I want to lay the foundation for someone like me to lose weight or to connect with their culture or to get back into fitness and to not feel we're doing it. In that moment, I was pre-diabetic and I used this idea as a vehicle for myself to find my own healing. Mm. And so that was the thing that fueled me. I remember I kept telling myself, I'm not going to the YMCA or to the gym to go to a Zumba class. I want to go to Afrobeat Fit. So you create Mm. or pump in all the elements that you would like 
to experience. And so that's why when you go to an Afrobeat Fit Sweat session, you know, it's inclusive for everyone, you know, so anybody can go. We always celebrate males or those who identify as such so we can dismantle social narratives about gender and dancing that only exists right. in the West. The people in Africa, the people in South America, they're not saying, oh, the men, they're not saying, oh, I can't wind my hips because I'm male. Nobody right. cares about that. That's only us here, you know, through to the mm -hmm. foolish conditioning, <laughs> you know, that derives back That's from slavery, you know, but so mm -hmm. there's all of those things that I really wanted to foster and pump into the space. And over the years, I've been able to do it. And there's another aspect of the story where I connected with Carvin too, where around the same time, she like put out a Facebook post and she was looking for people that were like, you know, exploring and dancing Afro, um, Afro dance and Afro music. And I was like, yeah, I am. Let's link up. And so, and so yeah. on the back end, I was building out the core of the business. But on the other element, I was exploring like, you know, the dance and the movement besides the other training that I had in Afro dance. And so it just felt like everything converged and at the right timing, I shared with Carvin that I was working on a business where I wanted to tie in elements of fitness, community, and dance. And I, I was like, it's called Afrobeat Fit. Are, are you interested? Because I'm doing it regardless. Like, we can still dance and, and do this. But, like, <laughs> I do want to carry out and carve out this business. And she was like, sure. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so <laughs> let's do it. And that was, I guess, literally, like, the wind that started the journey of Afrobeat Fit. Wow. You know, when you first started talking, I was like, Kimmy, you are speaking to me when you're like doing a thousand <laughs> things, a million things for everybody else that you focus. Focus. That's something that I, it's funny. I was just talking about my last episode. I do a solo episode between guest episodes. I'm like, I need to let go of something else this year. Like what, 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 what do I need to mm -hmm. let go of? But you're right. Like really making sure you're not pulled in so many different mm -hmm, places mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so that you can focus on what matters the most and not only what matters but more of your yes, purpose your purpose right? not what everybody else mm -hmm. wants for you your purpose mm -hmm. and that's funny that you mentioned that because i've been doing some like self-development with that too and i've been thinking about like where does that come from and why mm -hmm. and so like for personally i found that like i've been conditioned to serve everyone else first mm -hmm. and there's a woman on clubhouse her, her name is Kay charles i love i love her stance on things she was like ladies save yourself <laughs> save yourself that's mm -hmm. it like mm -hmm. save yourself like stop feeling like you have to fill everyone's cup first you should be filling with the what you have the abundance the the, the spillover but you should not right. be filling from an empty cup save yourself Mm. so interesting it is interesting i you know i think you could coach <laughs> can you be my coach That's so funny. <laughs> so i do more so like movement coaching and then i, I, right, I do right. take i was taking on people for like coaching but it felt because i heal in so many different capacities it, mm -hmm. it felt very um it was tiring coaching was exhausting you know yeah, um yeah. but it's funny because prior to afrobeat fit i did work in education as an academic advisor mm -hmm. or as a success coach yeah so that was cool when i was only doing that but now with right. like you know afrobeat fit and like all that we do and all the different ways that i'm like healing people 
Yeah. You know, we're trying to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I get it. You focus, yeah. right? Focus, right. Like I said, I'm making, and I think, because I was noticing that, I was like, oh, I didn't even realize that this is, you know, you're a full-time entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. So kudos to you. That's one of my goals to do that within the next mm-hmm. year or so. And I, yeah, it's a lot of it work is. to run a business and to have a part-time mm-hmm. job. So yeah. So my next mm-hmm. question then kind of, actually, I'm going to kind of skip over because I feel like it ties into what we were okay. just talking about. I noticed that, you know, on your platform, you talk about wellness and this, sort of this holistic health. And I want to hear a little bit, how do you find balance and how does fitness, like if you're talking to people or in, in the case of the audience for this podcast, Women of Color, how do you find balance and how do you how does fitness tie into this idea of self-care? From your mm, good question. So personally for me, it's a journey. So it's a mm-hmm. journey and I encourage everyone to kind of look at wellness and fitness and all those things as a journey. For me, it goes hand in hand. Personally, like my body, I need fitness to like digest my food. <laughs> so like sometimes people mm-hmm. think I'm crazy, but like I'll eat. And I may need to go for a walk or you may see me exercising after I eat because it literally helps me digest my food. Um, Yeah. (laughs) And then the other aspect is, I don't know, a lot of times, especially I I guess I'll speak for the West or being in the U.S. Like we speak a lot about like fitness and like going to the gym, but we don't shine light on the mental wellness. That's also important, too. And I can't lie. Before COVID, that wasn't like an outward focus for the business. We were strictly, you know, physical fitness with our sweat sessions, with our dance classes. And then COVID hit. And I'm appreciative that, you know, I was able to be pushed to have this new scope. You know, for me on the back end, I'm always doing this wellness stuff. But COVID helped me to just kind of be fearless and kind of put out all of the things that I was doing to stabilize myself, to share it with others so that we could find healing together. So while that was beautiful Mm. and a great pivot for the business, it still is, I'm still working through it, but it started taking up a lot of space in my life where I wasn't even able to find time for my own healing and my own wellness. And so I'm gonna compartmentalize this so I'm not rambling, but with Afrobeat Fit, the reason why we don't only do physical fitness is because physical fitness also encompasses the mental wellness aspect. And so it's beautiful because we're able to do this through our heal through stretch, where we use movement as medicine, as well as uh, tapping into our mind, tapping into our thoughts and reprogramming ourselves so that we're able to kind of adhere to the things that come our way rather than to be succumbed by it and consumed with it. And then besides that, we have our vibes. So we have our sweat sessions, we have our dance classes, which is able to give folks kind of like an outlet to heal with their physical body as well. Yeah. I'm so glad you brought up the pandemic because for a few reasons. One, when I was, I recently relaunched my okay. podcast um, to Beyond Her Grind. So before it was under Esther, the career coach. And before I did that, okay. I did a survey with potential mm-hmm. listeners. And one of the things that kept coming up was burnout. <laughs> yeah, real. You know, 
and they want it. And yes, I talk about careers, but I really come from the perspective that so many things impact Mm -hmm. your career. Right. And so I wanted to, with this pandemic, there has been like an extra layer of burnout that it kind of has put on us. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I'm saying I don't know, but yes, it makes sense. It's the middle of pandemic, social distancing, so many things. From your perspective, you know, people are thinking about burnout. I think a lot of times they think about the time aspect, right? I'm so tired Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, you know, how would you say, or how would you advise women to either incorporate this, you know, and, or encourage them and kind of let them know, like, this is not necessarily, this is going to help you through your burnout in a sense, or, or talk about the benefits, okay. maybe, maybe if I'm sure. answering, so the- I'm not, I'm trying to like <laughs> ask the question and think no, it no, through no, with my this, mind. This so how, how, what could be a, a creative way to incorporate Afrobeat Fit Services within their day to day? Yeah, kind of like that. And like working out Ooh, as a stress relief, good. like really kind of encouraging people that because I, I think a lot of times and I've done this too, I've gotten much better this year because I actually was going through health mm-hmm. issues too. And I was like, I need to work out, I need to carve time. But I think sometimes when people are thinking about and I used to think like this too, it was like, I'm working, I got this, if, if you have kids, it's this, it's like, right. I gotta add an uh-huh. hour of working that out. Part, you know yeah, what I mean? I so that's a great question. So the way how we've been able to kind of push this thing, I guess I'll walk you through from last year this time. <laughs> For me, I started really thinking about anchoring oneself to a routine. For me, I'm very like routine oriented and that gives me stability and safety when I know what's happening next. And so in my mind last year, at the same time, I was like, you know what? Why not have share my rise routine with my community. And the way that I was able to do it was with the rise and stretch. And so every day at the same time, we would rise together, we would stretch and we would talk literally through Instagram. And so- Yeah, I joined. I think I- (laughs) Thank you for joining. (laughs) But yeah, so so I find one of the most helpful things is a, a routine of sorts. And I call it like a rise routine. So if you're able to, and it doesn't have to be the rise and stretch. It doesn't have to be anything Afrobeat fit related. If you just set mm-hmm. aside something to do for yourself each morning, it really allows you to give back to yourself. My personal rise routine is I wake up, I do some breath work. I also kind of beat my body to wake up like the different elements. I also do like a small workout and then I do a water activation with manifestations and affirmations in the shower. When I don't do that, I feel crazy. You know, because I'm literally doing everything for everybody else. I don't set aside time for myself. And then the second piece to it is the workout. So with Afrobeat Fit, we have some free things that happen on Instagram Live. So we do have the Rise and Stretch, and then we have something else called the Booty Burn. That happens on Tuesdays at 7.15. That's another fun way for folks to, you know, tap in and do like a lower body squat workout for about 20 minutes. And so the rationale is not to do things because you have to do it, but do things because you like to do it. The booty burn is hella fun. I tune in Mm -hmm. all the time. Sweat Coach Carvin teaches that. And it's like, I like it. Like I love the vibes, you know? And then I'm also, you know, Mm -hmm. working towards summer. So when you kind of like change your perception of it, 
where you have a rise routine right. and you're doing it because you like it, you're giving back to yourself and you're working out because you like doing this thing, it makes it easier and you're able to create balance and you'll notice that you'll just do it effortlessly rather than like, oh, I got to go work out right now. Oh, I don't even feel like tuning in, you know, <laughs> rather than mm -hmm. doing that. <laughs> yeah, I like that. It's yeah. perspective, right? You know, right. Versus instead of seeing it, as like, oh, this is added stress mm -hmm. to my day. Like I'm already burnt out, but it's like really changing it yeah. to this is for me, right? And finding something that you right. enjoy. Right. The mind is a yeah. crazy, crazy place. And I say that in a positive way, but like mm -hmm. it can be a battlefield or it can be literally like a garden, you know? And so if you change mm -hmm. your perspective or your perception or your belief on things, like it definitely changes your reality for sure. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So part of what you do is you make working out yeah. fun. Why do you think that's important? And I think this actually ties to what we were just talking about. Yeah. yeah. I mean, again, like with Afrobeat Fit, like there were times when we would have classes like in person and even um, now we do, we have like an on-demand library, but even when I'm teaching those, like, like I, I get goosebumps, like in a good way, like I feel alive, I'm having a blast. Like it's a beautiful mm -hmm. thing when it just feels good, you know? So like I always, mm -hmm. I've always wanted people to like get a good workout while having fun and then connect with community. You're getting all those things in one. And then it means that people right. will circle back and do it again. You know, like, yeah. I don't know. I guess it's it's funny because sometimes in life it just it feels like everything just kind of like has to like hurt and it's like no why why does it have to hurt? like why do we have to be sad like why can't we just enjoy it and like just have fun and so it's like it's that whole it's that ideology like if it feels good you're, right. you're more likely to go back to it so this is a fitness entity yeah. that you can come you can connect you can you know connect to african music and movement and you like it, like your body likes it. It doesn't feel like a workout and you burn over a thousand calories. That is the point. And those are the vibes that we channel into all of our Afrobeat fit experiences as well. Yeah, yeah. One of the things that you've mentioned is community. I'm curious to hear how that has changed since the pandemic. What did community look like before the pandemic and what does it look like now and what measures did you put in place to sort of mm -hmm. foster That's that a good question so prior to the pandemic it was cool because we had our community in providence boston and in dc that was where we did our consistent classes and so it was nice because when we would mm -hmm. be in these places we could connect with our people and like you know everybody we knew everybody everybody knew our names and likewise it was like a nice community right. uh in the midst of the pandemic our community was online, it, it shifted to the online space. But it was nice because it, it expanded. You know, yeah, COVID was pretty crazy and it still is, I'm still, you know, we're still all feeling the ripples of it. But um, community expanded, like the community just got bigger, um, which was nice. Uh, right. And for me, uh, what was helpful with cultivating the community was the intentionality around it. With the onset of COVID, yeah. in my mind, I was thinking, you know, I need to use this platform to heal people. I need to use this platform as a beacon of light. And so our programs were restructured to be just that. 
And I think that was done successfully where, uh, well, yeah, actually we, we got a lot of like responses, positive reviews, responses about just how beautiful Afrobeat Fit has been in the midst of quarantine. People would say things like Afrobeat Fit is the reason why I'm still here, which is very nice to hear, you know, mm. um, a lot of people dealing with, yeah. you know, the mental battlefield stuff, the depressions, the anxieties. And so it was nice to be able to utilize the platform as a beacon of light to kind of create or cultivate space and also kind of like enhance our community too. Yeah. It's interesting when I'm talking to entrepreneurs, how for many people, yes, there's changes that happen due to the pandemic, but you know, mm -hmm. there, there's growth in it and it allows you to really see the business in a totally different way. And also in some cases, Mm -hmm. innovate it, it faster than if you yeah, if this didn't sure. happen right uh it would may have taken much longer to create that mm -hmm. online community yeah i want to ask the question i know we've touched on of course health aspect and culture fitness and a little bit i mentioned career and when i was talk when i mean career is like that burnout mm -hmm. piece and finding time i want to hear like what do you think we kind of touched on this already, but what do you think is the connection between all of these things, right? Do you see a connection between health, culture, fitness, and career or not? Or is it too many things that I'm adding into them? I do see a connection between it. It's interesting. Let's see if I can explain this. <laughs> and it's going to be an artsy way, artsy, artsy <laughs> way, but there is a connection. I see... So just stick with me with this one. So I see, I, I see culture <laughs> as the roots. I see, let me see. Give me the two things, the three things again you said. Uh-huh. So health, fitness, career. And feel free to, if you want to put health okay, and fitness okay. together, go with it, run with it. Use your creative okay, so mind. So I see culture as the roots. I see like the whole fitness, the fitness and wellness as kind of like the base of the tree. There's a tree now. <laughs> and then right. I see career or purpose, career, vocation, purpose, whatever analogy you want to use or object mm -hmm. word you want to use, description word as the branches. So I see it like a tree. So all of these elements, in yeah. my opinion, do tie into one another. And it starts with the culture or the identity. So I believe if someone is able to ground themselves in their culture or their identity, they're then able to build upon and walk in, I'll say fitness and wellness, but this is these are your habits. This is what you do on a day-to-day -day basis. Your mm -hmm. fitness and wellness, it, it encompasses what you're eating, how you're moving, how you navigate, like how you're dealing with grief, how you're dealing with peaks and valleys. And with that, then you're able to expand out and figure out how you hope to impact or navigate the world or create that change. And that's why the career aspect mm -hmm. or vocation or purpose is the branch are the branches of the tree. Yeah. Wow. I love yeah. that. I was like visualizing. <laughs> that's how my mind works. As well. So that's exactly what was in my head. <laughs> I'm glad it made sense. <laughs> and I'm glad you said it that way, because I feel like it ties into what we were talking mm -hmm. about at the very beginning, 
remembering yeah. who you are, your identity, because that's the very first thing. And this is a career based podcast, but a big part of what we do in coaching is the self-discovery piece. That's a huge part. People always think, oh, it's resumes. It's this, it's that. But so many times people come in and you're like, right. okay, other right. things are going right. on yeah. in your life, exactly. right? I like other things are going on in your life. Or, you know, in some cases I'm like, okay, here is a list of <laughs> therapist color, right? Or whatever it may be, because that is your, like you said, I like the root, your identity. Who are you? What What's important to me? What's your values? How did you grow up? Whatever it may be the culture, right? And then once you really kind of know who you are, you start doing things that help you flourish and exercising, working out, taking time for self-care and for your mental health are those habits, right? That you're going to do, but you have to know who you, you really have to be, know your identity to help you do that. And I'll say that with a caveat. I think it is a journey, like you say, it's an evolving process in a sense that you're learning more and more about who you are as more experiences as you have more experiences, but it's always going back to that. And then from there, it clears your mind for you to figure out your purpose, your vocation, to concentrate on your job search, to to make a decision to let go of things right. so that you're not doing a million things. So yeah, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. So the last question I have is, what final advice or tips do you have for women who want to work out. I know we kind of talked about routine, but if you have anything else in mind that you have advice about any or anything that we talked about so far? I always have so many things in my mind. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'll simply say this. Not everything that has your name on it is for you. Yes. So not Mm. everything that calls your name Not everything that has your name on it is for you. And going back to what we just talked about, once you identify your why, once you identify your purpose, your identity, it becomes easier to either say yes or say no to opportunities, people, situations, jobs, whatever, that billow in and out of your life. Because you'll start to recognize, oh, this sounds good, but that's not necessarily for me. And you'll also start to recognize your body's response to these things. But you'll start to recognize that like, when you talk about this thing, your body feels this specific way. That's your body saying like, that's not for you. You Mm -hmm. shouldn't move forth with it. You don't need to. Something else is going to (laughs) come. And then... The part two of that is Mm -hmm. be okay with releasing in order to receive. Keeping in mind that Mm. this abundance that we speak about in a cliche fashion at this point, but we really need to tap into the abundance. We need to really recognize and remember that if we're saying abundance, 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 that means that, you know, there's so much that is for you, right? There's nothing is limited. It's limitless. It's boundless. It's overflowing. So it's okay that when a major opportunity comes your way, that it doesn't sit with you, but you don't have to feel angst if you release it because it will be replaced with something else that is for you, period, the end. 
So I'll mm. leave it at that. I love that. <laughs> I really, and I think it really ties in this mm -hmm. mind body connection in a sense where you said you'll feel it right when something doesn't feel right. I don't know if you're a Brene Brown fan, but she talks about shame and how, where people feel it. Like she did some, based on all her research she does, like people feel it in certain different areas of their body, right? And so I'm, I know we're not talking about shame, but I think this can apply to other feelings, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Disconnect, right? With the decision that you make, disconnect with the decision that you made, or you get an offer, like, or like you said, not everything, that has your name on it is for you. This lucrative <laughs> new job, whatever it may be, and you just feel something in your spirit, but it manifests itself <laughs> right. in your body, right? And that's why I think, you know, more and more, and even just, I've mentioned this, my listeners may get tired of me talking about my bowel issues that I had this last <laughs> year, but I was going through pain and it was triggered, yes, my food, but it was also triggered by stress mm -hmm. and lack of exercise, right? And so those two, stress, mind, body, that connection. And now, like when you, when you mentioned that you have to move your body to digest, that, that I was like, you know, now my bowels are so regular because I'm working out, I'm walking, you know, right. and so I'm so like, that is so, so true. listen, we're <laughs> twins with that because all my life I've struggled with colon issues. And it was, it literally mm. was obviously like food and stuff, but I've realized that formula, you know, like you have to release that stagnant energy in your stomach. You have to exercise, you know, like it's mm -hmm. important. Like, you mm -hmm. have, and it's not, we say exercise, but we just have to move. We don't do much here in the US because it's cold and yeah. where we are, but like, we just have to keep, like, keep things mm -hmm. flowing. I'm happy that you're, you're no longer constipated yeah. and in pain. And cause I can only imagine it's very, very painful. Yes. People don't always understand, you know, they're just saying, oh, mm -hmm. you're constipated, go drink water. It's like, no, like it's so much more than that, you know? <laughs> It is so much more than that. And uh, honestly, like I was going on and off of this issue. And then early last year, it went away when the pandemic mm -hmm. hit, boom, pain. Like, and so, yes, there's definitely a, a connection and you just overall feel better. And I think like we were saying, mm -hmm. it helps you make better decisions. And also, you know, I, I don't want people to like feel too bad about not <laughs> doing okay, anything yet, right? Baby yourself, steps. Of course. Um, I was going to add one thing, and this yeah. is a, a side note. And you may already be doing this. Well, I'm really regimented, so I say seven gulps. But I find that drinking water immediately when you wake up really helps. Yeah, yeah. I've been doing that. Yeah, I definitely. Yeah. So I've been doing that. Mm -hmm. Okay, perfect. Yes. Yeah, so. I've been for the last few months. I've been yeah. good. I just need to stay. Got to be gentle as you know. we transition. So, <laughs> yes, we gotta gotta be gentle. Well, Kimmy, this has been a blast. I really, really enjoyed this conversation with you, and I, I feel like I've really learned from you, and and you're Aww. such an inspiration and a motivation to me. Yeah, and I would love for you to share. I'm also gonna put in the show notes, but I would love for you to share where people can find you your website social sure. media handles. so yeah so all things afrobeat fit related are at afrobeat fit so as i mentioned we have an on-demand library in which you can access 
everything that we do. So you can access our Afrobeat Fit Sweat Sessions, which are um, dance fitness classes or Afro dance fitness classes. We also have our free experiences that are offered there too, which include the Rise and Stretch and the Booty Burn. And then we also have um, an uh, Afro dance dictionary <laughs> or an Afro dance library that's on there too, <laughs> where you can learn African dances from A to Z. So if you just want to learn the Ozonto, you can learn the Ozonto in that moment. And then we also have Afrobeat, like, well, Afro dance choreo classes. So if you want to just like take a class, the videos are there. So we do have that robust library online. It is a monthly subscription, but you can access the free things on there as well. And then if you are only about Instagram, you can follow us on IG and also check out our IGTV. All of our experiences that happen on Instagram Live are saved there too. And if you would like to get in contact with me, I am Kemi Ashani on all platforms. And so beside identifying as a a founder, a choreographer, <laughs> and a sweat coach. I am all about dancing and uh, movement. So I do teach classes if you know somebody wants me to teach. So I do teach Afro classes. And then I also do programs too. So I do, yeah, I create curriculums. Mm. And um, most cases, people actually want me to do it too. But I can carry out a program centered around you know, dance, wellness, fitness. And so one of my programs, as I mentioned, is the Heal Through Stretch. But I actually have some programs running with some local colleges mm -hmm. focused around, you know, fitness, wellness, culture, and a community too. Just a reminder, follow me on Instagram at beyondhergrind and check out my website at beyondhergrind.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, subscribe, and review on your favorite podcast platform like iTunes or Spotify. I'd love to hear your feedback so that I can continue to produce more amazing content in the future. Thanks so much and talk to you all next week.